Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And I had to put on my special shirt for this piece. <laughs> Better not be said, I don't try to have a sense of humor once in a while. But uh, we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson opened up a can of worms yesterday, as did Biden, still covering up the Kennedy assassination. Thanks, Joe. You think 60 years later it'd be safe? Anyway, Joe, look at you can't dodge the hutch. Hell yeah. We'll talk about this in just a minute. But. <sighs> Wow. These people just think we're so stupid. I learned from the best, Jim Mars. Absolutely learned from the best about the Kennedy assassination. And I added a few things on my own. And uh, I was able to make a couple of original contributions. And good golly. Good golly. It's so disgusting that we can't tell the American people the truth. They're protecting the FBI and CIA, which protects Biden, all part of the, uh, shall we say, uh, censorship collusion stories that are going on now. The Elon Twitter dumps that are happening. What are you, up to part six now? But I'm here to talk about Lee Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald who killed nobody on that date, November 22nd, 1963. He was, just as he said, when he said to everybody, no, I'm just a patsy. And he was. He was just a patsy. And we're going to explain it to you here. And you youngsters who don't care about the Kennedy assassination, don't think it matters to you. It's kind of like the death of Chester Arthur. We don't care. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does matter. Because in these highly volatile times, understanding how John Kennedy was killed, who was a part in it, and untangling that lie can keep a, a future or a near-term president safe. And this is what we're looking at, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we need to do what we do. And I've made a decision. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, um, I don't know everything about everything. I never pretend to. But I will say this. 
my wheelhouse was the Gulf oil spill. It is uh, things I can't talk about here on YouTube. And it's the Kennedy assassination. And I'll stack up what I know, a lot of it courtesy of the late Jim Mars, but also my own initiative too. And um, I have to sit, tell what I know because I don't care whether they be Democrat or Republican, I never want to see another presidential assassination or attempted assassination as we saw with Ronald Reagan ever in my life. And that means I pray for Biden's protection too. I protect that God slaps his wrist and teaches him the difference between right and wrong as a leader, but I do pray for his protection, his welfare. Um, he is the leader of our nation, as disgusting as that is. And uh, the Kennedy assassination was the beginning of the end for American innocence. So what we're going to do in this piece is I'm going to talk about how we know Lee Oswald didn't kill anybody. And it's really easy to prove. And yet, Biden's still perpetuating that myth, saying, oh, no, 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 we have to keep everything out that would show it was anybody but Oswald. Oh, my gosh. Oh, please. Only a demented mind could believe that. So, in the interest of you can't dodge the Hodge, we are going to tell you that. Now, we're brought to you by Keto Elevate. This is the number one goal, losing weight for New Year's. Almost half of us across the nation will have this as our primary goal. Does this work? Yes. Is it the keto diet? No. But it does have keto elements in it like the MCT. And you know what that means? If you don't change anything about your lifestyle, you are going to lose weight. Pretty amazing, isn't it? So, as we look at here, and I'll adjust the camera here so that you've actually seen the shirt. Uh, this is my message for all you, uh, shall we say, assassination deniers. <laughs> you like that phrase? Um, Keto Elevate will make you lose weight. Keto Elevate guarantees the results. 60-day money-back guarantee, 51% off. It just works. Lee Oswald was recruited in the Marine Corps by David Ferry, who will become an important figure later if I really do pursue going over the Kennedy assassination over a period of time here, and I think I'm going to have to. Um, not just because I want to be right. I, it's, it's emotionally painful for me to dredge this up because I had told myself I'm done with the assassination. I've done all I can do. I told the truth. I contributed to original body of knowledge. Um, I was true to my word and always doing my best to expose the truth um, in a way that I think Jim Mars would still be proud of me today um, and my colleagues as well. But I feel like I'm saving future lives by bringing this out and exposing Biden for the continuing lies that he is telling and perpetuating. Did the CIA and FBI have a hand in it? Yes, they did. Were they exclusively responsible? No. But on this piece, we just want to focus on Oswald. When Oswald went into the Marine Corps, when he went to boot camp, 
he failed his basic marksmanship test twice. If he'd have failed three times, he'd have been out of the Marine Corps. They cheated to get him through because he was taught to speak Russian. Uh Uh-oh, intelligence operative. (laughs) How do I know? My brother-in-law went to the same training. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Taught to speak Russian. And then he defects to Russia. Oh, not for political reasons. He was part of the Russian defector program. But let's just focus on his inability as an assassin. The man couldn't shoot to save his own life. Okay, now, on that sixth floor of the depository, as you see the presidential motorcade coming up Houston for it turns on to Elm, it's coming right up underneath of him, and that's the shot right there. That's the shot you take when your target's moving toward you. That's the shot you take. Instead, he waits until the motorcade turns onto Elm and is angling away, and he's got to shoot through trees. <laughs> Number one. Number two, he has a bolt action rifle. Now, the first shot, you could argue it's in the chamber already. He didn't have to chamber it. Okay, so he is aiming, but he now has to rechamber to shoot three shots with the Italian Manneker Karkanen rifle to shoot three shots total and two reloads. Okay, so one is already loaded, two reloads. To do that, the mechanical minimal firing time is around nine seconds. Yet we know from the Zapruder film that the shots were fired in 5.6 seconds. Boom, boom, boom. 5.6 seconds. But it's nine seconds mechanical firing time and that's without reacquiring the sight so you have to shoot and then reacquire boom reacquire the reacquire you're not going to hit a target moving away from you shooting through trees unless you reacquire the sight and we're we're to believe that it was uh, three shots two hits now originally They said three shots, three hits, but down the road by the bridge, a bullet struck the pavement. It bounced up and hit Sheriff Bucky Walter's friend in the cheek. That was the stray shot. Man wasn't seriously injured. But now the Warren Commission had to come up with a concocted story. Wait a minute, we had three shots, three hits, miracle shots. Um, they brought in Frazier from the FBI and they tried to have him duplicate the shots under the same conditions. Best shooter in the FBI. Couldn't do it. They have never done it without dramatically changing the target results. Oswald did something no one else has done before or since. And the mechanical firing time is the problem. But now they have a missed shot. So now they have a bigger problem. How do they have Two hits do all those damages. Okay, now we see the president's motorcade. He goes, he's coming out from under the sign. He's already raised his arms. He's been hit by shot number one. Okay? (laughs) This is amazing. And then we see Governor Conley sitting in the jump seat in front of the president turn around like this because he heard the shot. 
didn't see anything, starts to turn the other way. Boom! He's hit. A shot hits him in the fourth rib. It drives five inches out. It X's the rib. It goes up and then comes down, okay, through his wrist that's holding the Stetson, okay, and then embeds itself in the thigh. And they magically find that bullet at Parkland Hospital in perfect, pristine condition. You ever seen a bullet from this uh, the test gun of the Italian uh, rifle um, shooting into cotton wadded? It's twisted, it's distorted, but this is perfect. And even the stretcher attendant at Parkland Hospital, where they found the bullet, said, no, 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 that's not where I found that bullet. It wasn't over there. It was on this stretcher. Oh, you're mistaken. They couldn't even get their concocted story right. And so you have Conley with these massive wounds, and then you have the fatal headshot. And everyone can see in frame 223 and 224, back into the left. Back into the left. Wait a minute, Oswald shooting from behind. So now you've got to come up with a physics explanation that defies description on how we see someone back into the left. Back into the left. Um, so what they had to do is come up with a magic bullet. So now they have to overcome the timing problem, okay, the mechanical firing time. Now you have the angles problem, okay. They said, well, okay, let, let, let's look at it this way. We have the missed shot. So Kennedy's hit with the first shot. Boom. Okay. And they said, that bullet passed through him and went up and then came down and struck Conley at the angle and then it exited his body and went up, went through his wrist holding the Stetson, but he's still holding the Stetson. One sixteenth of a second later, which means the bullet should have already passed through him. Uh, the Stetson would have been dropped. And the bullet exits his wrist and embeds itself in the thigh. Okay, that's the magic bullet. Changed directions, I believe it was five times. Directions and angles, five times. Now, there's never been a bullet like that in the history of warfare. And then the final shot, they said, uh, hit Kennedy from behind and blew off his head. But the problem with that is if Oswald's shooting back up here, okay, then you can't have that because the doctors at Parkland Hospital all said on the autopsy report the exit wound was out the back of the head. Back and to the left. Uh huh. Entrance wound, small wound. Exit wound, big wound. In fact, uh, Dr. McClellan when talking to the media, said, yes, the president had a large evulsed hole in the back of his head. I could actually stick my fist in it. Uh-oh. Oh, my, my. This sets up later teaching when I tell you who did fire that shot and what kind of bullet they used. That was not a normal bullet. You could stick a fist in the back. But this was McClellan. He did gunshot autopsies all the time. He was an emergency room trauma doctor. He was experienced. And he and the other doctor on duty said the same thing. And here's what's interesting. When they formed the Warren Commission to investigate, they never called the Dallas doctors to testify. Why wouldn't they call the Dallas doctors to testify since they were the primary physicians on scene and they were operating on the president to try to save his life? Wouldn't their testimony have been relevant? But no, they didn't even bother to interview him because they would have had to say that the exit wound was out you get the idea. You get the idea. 
unless Oswald fired the boomerang bullet. <laughs> Didn't happen. Didn't happen. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time in the way they said um more than likely four shots three hits and the angles are all wrong and then the shell casings were found by a dallas police officer they were lined up one two and three next to each other you ever shot a gun? Did the shell casings come out and line up uniformly? Never. Never, but they did that day. The other thing, too, about the rifle. The rifle was letter tested. It had a defective scope. It had a defective scope on it. So, in other words, Oswald did world-class shooting from a man who failed his marksmanship test twice, and it had a defective scope. Huh. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? But it even gets better. He ordered the gun, and he did. He ordered the gun under the name Alex Heidel, but it was linked to Oswald. So we know, everybody agrees it was Oswald's ordering, but he used the name Alex Heidel. When Oswald will be arrested, running from the scene, 
realizing in my mind that he had been made and he better run for his life. He's set up to be the patsy. He's arrested and he has an ID on him, but it doesn't say Lee Harvey Oswald. It's a naval intelligence ID with the name Alex Heidel. The same name that they ordered the rifle from a, a shipping warehouse in Chicago that could be linked directly to the address where Lee Oswald lived. Hmm. Why would you do that? If you are going to execute someone, public execution of a prominent public figure, why would you order the murder weapon to be delivered to where you live? And he could have, and by the way, in 1963, there was no gun control. You could have walked into any gun store at that time in Dallas, bought the gun, used any name or no name at all, and just walked out with the gun. Why would you frame yourself? Because he was following orders, not knowing he was set up to be the patsy. That's what I have always concluded, and that's what any reasonable person would conclude. Oswald never fired a shot that day. But here's the coup de grace. He's arrested. He's taken to Dallas Police Headquarters, FBI on scene, and they administer a paraffin test. Not once, but twice. It's a nitrate test that tells whether or not you have fired a gun. Now, allegedly, he has not only killed the president by shooting him three times, but he also uh, shot Officer Tippett in his excuse, in his escape five times. The Italian rifle, a snub-nosed pistol, eight shots, negative paraffin test, impossible, impossible. He tests negative. So they're taking him back to his cell. The media asked him a question. Did you shoot the president? Uh, I didn't shoot anybody. I'm just a patsy. He knew. He figured it out. Now, do I think he knew? And was he part? Was he a low-level member of the plot? Yes. Very clearly, he was a member of the plot. Oswald was an intelligence agent. When he was at this U-2 spy plane base, as I said, he was taught to speak Russian. They got him through his uh, marksmanship test, of which he sucked. And then he uh, says, i got to go home and take care of my mother. She's sick. So he gets um, a discharge from the Marine Corps, and he goes home for two days and immediately defects to Russia. The Americans at this time had something called the Soviet Defector Program. They would have people pretend to defect, pretending to be Marxist, pretending to be communist, and they would get in with the Soviet government hoping to get more information than they were giving. Now, what did Oswald give? I'll tell you what the speculation is. He was at a U-2 spy plane base where Gary Francis Powers was flying out of who was shot down over Russia during this time frame after Oswald's defection Gary Francis Powers and I think to gain the Soviet um, confidence and Jim Mars first introduced me to this idea that this was his entry into Soviet trust now while he's in Russia he meets the deputy director's niece of the KGB. <laughs> Hello? Did you hear what I just said? Marina will become known as we know Marina Oswald. They carry on an affair. He stays there and he applies for citizenship and the Soviets reject him 
and he probably knew as part of his mission he would be rejected and he would be 86 out of the country but he's already done his duty because he has given them valuable intelligence in trying to get intelligence back in return so now here's this former marine clearly lies about why he needs to lead the Marine Corps. That's a federal violation. He defects to an enemy, a federal violation. And now he's allowed to bring his Soviet wife, who should have been considered to be a national security risk, I mean the niece of the deputy director of the KGB, number two in KGB, and Oswald is going to marry his niece. Well, they both should have been arrested, when they return, but no, the State Department sends Lee Oswald $500 for their passage, more than enough to cover their way back to the United States, where they are settled. Um, During the time before the assassination, uh, Lee Oswald met twice, and it's on the record, James Hosty, an FBI agent. We don't know the content of their discussions, and Hostie has really tried to minimize all this, but caught is caught, and he was caught. And Oswald was a low-level intelligence agent. Oswald also played another role during this time. The headquarters for shipping arms to the Bay of Pigs invasion was at a place uh, addressed as 545 Camp Street in New Orleans. Oswald formed a communist Marxist group called Fair Play for Cuba. And he marched in front of 545 Camp Street protesting against American interventionist policies in Latin America, particularly Cuba, and he was pro-Castro and so forth and so on. His membership group called Fair Play for Cuba had a membership of one, him. He was providing cover for what was going on at 545 Camp Street. And a retired FBI agent, Guy Bannister, was running guns in out of there. They would house the guns there at 545 Camp Street and then ship the guns out to Lake Pontchartrain Springs, Louisiana, where David Ferry, oh, the man who recruited Oswald to go into the Marine Corps, was training Cuban refugees for the invasion of Cuba that John Kennedy will oppose. And we'll go down that road in a different uh, venue. But Oswald was part of that operation, providing cover. But he screwed up on his leaflet. He actually listed the Fair Play for Cuba as 545 Camp Street. Oh, and he pissed off his superiors because he just he identified where the guns were being held and by calling attention to Fair Play for Cuba at the same address. <laughs> I mean, he did make mistakes. But he was an intelligence operative. And he was later set up to order a gun in his name that could be traced from Alex Heidel to Lee Oswald because that's the address the gun was shipped to. It's the gun that was recovered. They very cleverly tried to hide the fact that it had the defective scope, but even the um, Warren Commission had to admit to this. It's absolutely insane what happened. Now, here's what Biden's trying to cover up by withholding documents. There are documents that have been classified from the um, uh, congressional investigation into the shooting 1976, 1977, 
the House Select Committee on Assassinations investigated, and they obtained a key piece of information, and it was a Dallas police motorcycle whose radio was stuck in the on position during the assassination, never considered as part of the uh, Warren Commission report um, 12 years prior. And acoustics experts analyzed the tape and said there were two different guns being used, and the shots were from two different directions, and their best guess was that one gun was behind the president and another gun was on the area you'd normally call the grassy knoll, back and to the left. Grassy knoll, back and to the left. Oh, we know who fired the fatal headshot from the grassy knoll too, another story, another time. But this is how Oswald fits in. He, I believe, was part of the plot, but he did not fire the shot, and he was set up to be the patsy. You always have to have someone be the stooge to go down. But they couldn't let him live. They couldn't let him live. And this is what Tucker Carlson uh, covered on his show. And I'll close with this. Tucker Carlson said, here's Lee Oswald, a lone assassin. Okay? Motive's unclear. Yeah, he was supposedly killing um, Kennedy because of his anti-Castro policies. But wait a minute. That's not even accurate. Kennedy was not in favor of the Bay of Pigs invasion. In fact, they kept it from him, and the CIA director did, uh, who, by the way, was a Warren Commission member, (laughs) who Kennedy fired. But uh, he didn't want to invade Cuba because he didn't want a nuclear war with Russia. They just, well, okay, they they did not want the war because they thought that Russia would go to war for Cuba. So he said no. They did it anyway. And there was a big, big hullabaloo about this. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the whole story is so bogus. And um, the CIA involvement in the Kennedy assassination is what they're trying to cover. And they had on Tucker last night, and he was saying this lone assassin, Lee Oswald, and his motives make no sense that they presented in the Warren Commission. And here's lone assassin Jack Ruby who kills Oswald. Now, Jack Ruby was a direct descendant of the Chicago Mafia. He owned um, a strip club that they ran drugs and girls out of prostitution and drugs called the Carousel Club in Dallas. And uh, Jack Ruby and Leah Oswald knew each other. They were at the same club many times together. They were even in New Orleans together when they would go there to uh, Ruby would go to procure flesh and bring them back to the carousel club. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, people even testified later for reporters uh, who worked for the carousel club said that Leah Oswald and Jack Ruby hang out together often. They weren't strangers. Now, Jack Ruby said, well, I try, I killed uh, um, Lee Oswald to spare Mrs. Kennedy the pain of a trial. That's the worst excuse I ever heard. And how did Jack Ruby get into the basement of the Dallas jail to kill Jack, uh, to kill Lee Oswald as they were transferring from one jail to another? Um, they knew who Jack Ruby was. He was organized crime, big-time organized crime. He, like, who are they keeping out? Attila the Hun? And he walks right up at point-blank range and kills Oswald. It's absolutely incredible. And another proof, one more thing I'll share with you, that um, one of my pieces of original contribution to the assassination was the fact that I had a student where I used to teach this stuff as part of my history class, but I taught it in a very generalized fashion. And so 
one day a student comes up to me and says, my grandmother wants to speak to you. And the grandmother was living in Sun City. And I said, uh, oh, is uh, she your guardian worried about your grade or something? No, 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 no. She wants to talk to you about the Kennedy assassination. She knows something. Okay, so I calls her. I call her up, and she says, yeah, I was Dr. Crenshaw's nurse. Dr. Crenshaw will come out with Geraldo Rivera 30 years after the assassination and say he got a phone call from the president. <laughs> this is really good. President Johnson, 30 years after. I'm hearing this in the 80s. And this lady said, yeah, I'm Dr. Crenshaw's nurse, and I was in his office when he took a speakerphone call from Lyndon Johnson. And he said, his voice came on like a voice from God. This is the president. I want a deathbed confession from the accused assailant. And then the line went dead. So in other words, they were trying to close the loop and have the secret die with Oswald, and he's going to confess. And Crenshaw told her, says, I'm not telling them anything. He can't talk. We're not bringing him out of a coma. They had him in a semi-induced coma to try to save his life, slow down the bleeding loss. They almost saved his life. Uh, It was really touch and go, but at the end of the day, they couldn't save him. He had lost too much blood. But um, Crenshaw refused to come forward with this for a long time. And the nurse, though, was willing to talk to me about it. She just asked. She said, I think eventually he's going to come out. Can you hang on to this information? for a while is what she said to me so I did and it wasn't until Crenshaw came out with uh, Geraldo Rivera that I say well I know this too and then I put the two I put her in touch with Jim Mars and uh, Jim Mars thought she was very credible and was 100% correct Uh, in other words the plot was to frame Oswald all the way through okay uh the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. And framing Oswald protects the CIA, protects the FBI, protects the people connected to the banks who wanted Kennedy gone, the people who wanted the oil depletion allowance. I'll get into all the reasons that Kennedy was killed in the later piece. But Lee Oswald didn't shoot anybody that day. That's a fact. And that's a wrap. That's it for the Common Sense Show. Please share this far and wide. Thumbs up. Like us. Make sure that you become a member of the TV for the very best in investigative reporting. And remember, you can't dodge the Hodge. Oh, this is part of our merchandise store, Dave Hodges Merch. Dave10 for the coupon code. Okay, and uh, we have stuff like this. We have this. We have hoodies. And I think if we can put put some stuff out there that promotes some discussion, all the better. Please share this far and wide. But again, come over to our TV show. We'll see you. Thank you. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.